Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. want to make sure that you all know that I missed you. I'm doing all right over here. Had a lot going on in my life and needed some time to kind of pull it together, decompress, and, you know, self-determination, trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing and where I'm going to be doing it. So the title of today's show is He That Beats the Drum for the Madman's Dance is no better than the madman himself. And, you know, I posted it on my wall and I said, please join us today at five for a not so family friendly podcast, right? Feel free to call in to express your thoughts and opinions about movement atheism. Now I said that, but we're not gonna be taking any calls today because I wanna make sure that we get through, you know, five different points And it's not going to be a two-hour show. We're trying to stop it at 45 minutes, but please forgive us for five or 10 minutes, right, that we may go over or under. And so I also wrote here, there are several reasons why we walked away from movement atheism in 2015, and we'll discuss a few of them. There There are several reasons why we decided to not expose a few other people after they revealed their true motives. There are a plethora of reasons why we chose not to contact and had utter disdain for the majority of the large white atheist organizations, right? And so, um, you know, it's going to be hit and miss and what we talk about today, but um, okay. I'm sure many of you have seen or have heard in one respect or another about what happened with black non-believers and uh, Ms. Thomas, Ms. Mandisa Thomas on the cruise. And there was a public fallout behind all of that. And, you know, a lot of conversation. She's resigned from, you know, a couple of different organizations being on their board. She has people distancing themselves from her, and and rightfully so. However, I want to make sure that we do not take this moment away from the people that have been harmed. 
And while I've posted stuff and all of those things, I want to make sure that those people know that we are, you know, personally, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, You deserve better. So much better. And I've been calling Mandy out on this for a long time. And man, Miss Mandisa Thomas and I used to be friendly because I don't ever believe she was my friend, but we were friendly. And there were numerous times where we clashed and had straight up fallout about some of the things that she did and she said. And one of the reasons why you would hear me and Raina confronting certain things is because we knew what was happening in the background. We were trying to protect innocent people because you have a lot of folks that are leaving religion, leaving in it a cult, if you will, and we were afraid they were going to come over here and end up in another cult because movement atheism in and of itself is a cult of personality. But we were trying our best to protect other people, and we may not have communicated that well. And for that, I apologize. You know, I don't even know what else to say. But the people that have been harmed, including myself, as well as Ms. Rhodes and a number of other people, I'm sorry that this happened. Um, I definitely would tell you to reach out to people that you can trust, that will listen to you and validate you and not gaslight you. Um, there was a young woman on Twitter And she was scared. And so, you know, we dialogued a little bit. And, you know, I just left it on her plate. And she didn't call or anything. And I understand. But I sent her a note because I figured out who she was. And I'm going to say it again on this show. Mandy and I clashed violently about your situation, young woman and about what happened to you. Ms. Thomas gaslighted the fuck out of you, always believed you. And I need for you to understand, I always believed you, I sent word back through other people. And I'm sorry that you and a number of other people felt as though you were alone out here and that nobody would believe you or that you were being mocked and ridiculed. That was not us. Raina, come on in. You know, that was not us. Hello. We believed you, and we believed you the first time. Go ahead, Raina. We sure did. Um, Yeah, like, okay, so, I mean, so a lot of the things that I was made aware of, I was made aware of in inboxes, similar to how Kim was made aware of it in inboxes or, um, you know, things that would, or sometimes Kim would share things with me about, um, you know, encounters that she had um, with certain individuals. And Kim oftentimes wouldn't even name those individuals directly to me. Although sometimes I could figure out who they were or maybe something would happen and that would be how I, the name would get revealed. Right. But Kim, to her credit, never, like, straight up, like, 
you know, would tell people who these people were because she felt like those were their stories to tell. And it's the same thing with me. I don't, I feel like those people, those stories are those people's stories to tell. So I hope that based on what has happened in the last several months, that there are more people who will feel comfortable coming forward. Or, you know, even if they don't come forward, that they, um, that they see what is happening and, you know, they feel vindicated, you know, maybe some relief, you know, um, maybe, you know, maybe this will, you know, help the healing process when you, you know, move forward, you know, with therapy or whatever it is that you're doing for yourself. I hope that um, whoever has been hurt by this individual and by the organization or those who were complicit um, because there are other people in the organization who've also done, you know, similarly egregious things, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully, you know, you um, find healing, right? Um, whether you come forward or not. Um, but know that there are those of us who are prepared to stand behind you should you come forward. Um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to say that. Mm -hmm. Right. And the person that's at the center of the CCOM, I'm sorry that your whole experience was ruined by actions of you know, as a small subset of people. Is it, I don't know you if know. it's just me, Kim, or if it's you, but it sounds like you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, no. It could be just me. Not today. It could be you. You go ahead. I'll call in from the other line. Keep talking. Oh, I don't I don't have anything to say. Oh, my God. Um, okay. <laughs> Are you on? No. Okay. No, just keep okay, going. Just keep okay. going. You sound fine now. Okay. I sound fine. Okay. Very good. And, okay. Um, Work up a little bit more. All right. Hold on. You just, you know, talk about, you know, again, just, just reach out to the people that have been harmed. You know, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that, you know, that, um, you know, that to anyone who else is, you know, who's been harmed um, in this, you know, by the organization or by, you know, Andisa or, you know, um, other folks, uh, enablers, um, you know, and what have you, um, uh, maybe people affiliated with the organization, what have you. I hope that, um, I hope that, you know, that you find, you know, resources that can help you. I mean, there's online options like BetterHelp, um, you know, uh, I know that, you know, there's a network uh, of, uh, what's it, Taraji P. Henson has um, an organization designed to help African-Americans with mental health issues, for example. Um, yeah, just, you know, I hope that whatever's going on, that you're taking care of your mental health and your emotional health. And, um, you know, again, mm -hmm. um, if anyone, you know, if, if any, I mean, you know, there's, Unfortunately, you know, there are some people who, um, you know, may not have been apt to believe you, but I, I hope that you know now that with what's going on, that there, there are people who are prepared to believe your story and to support you 
and um, to support you coming forward if that's what you want to do. So, yeah. Right. Don't feel pressured. And not only that, don't let anyone pressure you into doing something that you're not ready to do. You yeah, understand? these are your stories and, to tell, not 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 ours, not anyone else's. So if you want to come forward, then that's you know, that's that's a decision that should be made by you and you alone. Right. And and again, I also want to caution you that there are a few people who enabled Mandisa Thomas in her behavior. I don't think that those are safe people to talk to. That's just my personal opinion, but you do what you feel is best. However, I feel that you need to kind of distance yourself from them so that you can decompress and and possibly try to look at this from a different perspective without having people in your ear telling you A, B, C, D, and E while also still continuing to try to um, to cover her and and to make excuses for her and in all of these things because you know you hear them over here saying that you know they believe in restorative justice in regards to Miss Thomas but not restorative justice to the people that she's harmed and that have been generally drummed out of the community so what does right. restorative justice look like when you're complicit with the behavior Right. You know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, that's pretty much what we have to say about that. And, you know, we're going to try to make it quickly through this because, hell, it's Saturday. People got stuff to do, right? (laughs) So, um, you know, with the second part, we want to say to make sure everybody understands this. This is not personal. None of this is personal with calling out Mandisa and her behavior. But one thing I will say about Mandisa, and this is true, Mandisa is very clear and honest about who and what she is, unapologetically. How you all ignored that or disregarded that or you'll say, well, we didn't see it. You didn't want to see it. And for it's interesting yeah. because, again, you know, we got a cult of personality here, and, and and the thing is, is that there were some of you out there that were angry with us because we would critique her, and some of you were, I don't know, you thought that we were only critiquing her. We critiqued every damn body. There was a whole blog about Jamila, Jeremiah Kamara, you know, um, Tariq Nashi, oh, just different people, Dr. Sabi right now, right? And mm-hmm. some of you, some of you were trying your damnedest to get us to bow down, genuflect, and kiss her ass. I even had people yep. threatening to come to my house and trying to put mm-hmm. together a posse to come to my house. And they were they were trying to fly people in from different parts of the country to come to my house to confront me. Because of Lisa Thomas, if that's not a cult, I don't know what it is. And, you know, there were a few people that stood up for me, but one person contacted Mario Stanton directly and told him that he was not going to allow it to happen because, Mario, I was going to sue the damn dogs not out your ass if it did because it was organized in your group. And the young woman that made the threat 
I don't know if you know this or not, but I could have filed a police complaint against you. I had screenshots of all the shit. Don't you ever do something like that again. You would have gotten all of you all hurt. Because I wouldn't have gone down that easy. And we would have been prepared and ready for you. Don't do that again. <laughs> Don't do it again. But, um, yeah, this isn't personal. You know, we're just trying to take stock of the situation. Mm-hmm. And because um, this is a wake-up call. But we told you about mm-hmm. this a long time ago. And this is a wake-up call, and we're going to go ahead and kind of morph that into the third part. And the third part is like this dossier, because it's kind of hard to talk about this second part without including the third part. But with this dossier, you know, these reports that have been written by different people, if you go to my page as well as the Black Free Thinkers page and the People of Color Beyond Faith page, you know, there's a Google Drive with documents that you can read through and see what's happening and, and all of that. And the thing is, is that in 2015 when we did that podcast, and like I said, I'm not sorry and I'm never going to apologize. Everything we said in that podcast was true, which kind of brings in the next point, which is number four. So we're talking about two, three, and four. It's kind of hard to talk about it without bringing all of these things in. And so basically, um, you go and you go and take a look at those reports, it will definitely clue you in on, you know, a number of things that we talked about in the past. And, you know, again, you know, we did, you know, we did call out Sakivu and Donald in the blog. If you go to Roads to Reality, and which is just do a Google search, Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-E-S, to reality, there is a blog called mm-hmm. They Knew. And mm-hmm. Raina and I had the template or blueprint, if you will, for POCBF, People of Color Beyond. Right. They happened, and she, me and Kim were on the phone as we were, as we often are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and and I had a I had an idea, and she riffed on it, and I riffed on what she said, and she riffed on what I said, and before long we had this idea that we thought was a really good idea um, to join uh, to basically pursue our interest in social justice, and then we brought in Jen. Right. Wait 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 wait. You're skipping the whole part. Jen comes later. Talk about the conversation we had before we even broke down the bones of our, you know, of our project. So before we even got to the formation of the organization, we had a conversation with, um, with, uh, Sakiru Hutchinson and, um, and Donald, what's his last name? Right. I can't think of his last name right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That is his last name. So, um, <laughs> so 
we had a conversation with Sakibu and Donald where Kim and I were very clear that we had no desire to work with Mandisa. And that specifically, because we were working on social justice activism and she was working on atheist activism, that there was really no need for us to work directly with Mandisa. So this was something that we were all clear on at the very start, or at least we, at least we thought we were all clear on it. It seems that Kim and I were clear on it. <laughs> Jay right. was clear on it, but Sakibu right. and Donald were, you know, maybe on some other stuff. Hidden so. agenda. Yeah. You know, very much so a hidden agenda. And it mm-hmm. did not help that you had people like Steve Hill and Frank Anderson tagging, well, particularly Frank Anderson. Let me leave Steve Hill alone. Frank Anderson tagging Steve and Donald saying that BN and Mandy should be part of it. And for those of you that, that don't know, Frank lived in Chicago, and I would see him all the time. And talk to him all the time. He called me on the phone, you know, often, several times a week. He knew that was my project. And he knew because I stated it, you know, unapologetically that I would never work with those people. But yet, And not just that, but, I mean, when Kim says it's her project, like, it really was, in a lot of ways, her project. She did most of the legwork. She, she, uh, like, if there was a logo, if there was a T-shirt, if there was anything that required any sort of money, that was Kim. If there was any, most of the decision-making that happened in those early days was Kim. Kim was the one who put most of the legwork in. Like, I would say 98, 99% <laughs> of the legwork yeah. was Kim. The rest, of, the rest of it, you know, the ideas and stuff, you know, some of that was collaborative, although most of that was me and Kim. Right. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So, like, Kim, Kim, Kim worked with uh, Jermaine and Christine and all of that, at, you know, for most of the things that you saw. That's, right. that's and what the was, truth. Right. And what was interesting and although, was... And although Sakivu made mm-hmm. a connection with, for, between us and Jermaine, it was Kim that was doing the work with Jermaine and paying right. him. And then Sakibu tried to make Kim pay for not only our shit, but Sakibu's shit too. Right. <laughs> and she, she tried to bundle that shit. She and tried to bundle was, that shit. She really tried yeah. to finesse, finesse. She tried to finesse the shit out of Kim back then. She really did. Right. But, I mean, I guess you learn how to do that when you get your Ph.D. in performative arts, right? Listen. <laughs> you know, performative social justice. Maybe performative mm-hmm. blackness, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, the whole thing, you know, again, Sakibu coined the term people of color beyond faith. She also coined the term moving social justice. But, baby, me and Raina breathe life into those words. And what you all don't seem to understand, and there's a whole email. I'm going to put some screenshots up this week in which, you know, after that podcast, 
And Sakivu, basically, she resigned from the board of POCBF, but she wanted to stay on as the, you know, as the fiduciary agent, if you will. Because, mind you, this particular project was new, and she said, well, you know, we can do some of this under my 501c3 until we went out and got a 501c3 for people of color beyond faith. That was part of the plan. We wanted to do the first conference and take some of the proceeds and the money that came from it. And actually, we didn't really make any money from it. But, you know, I don't do any of this stuff necessarily to be profitable. And, like, right. I'm not motivated by money. Money does not matter to me. I'm not motivated by money, sex, or power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's an internal passion, right? But, um, you know, um, basically that's what was going to happen. So, yeah, but Sakivu resigned from the board, and so she wanted to continue handling the money part, and so she was writing these other organizations for money. Now, let's go back to before the first conference. Sakivu was writing those letters about the money, and she was leaving me and Raina off the email trail, but yet she yep made sure that she cc Donald and Anthony Penn. And, you know, Anthony Penn, I don't believe he knew about any of this that was happening in the background. I have absolutely no shade to throw his way, even though they used him as a cudgel against me. And we'll talk about it because I sent Dr. Penn an email. And Donald and Sakivu both got mad because in that email I detailed everything. Because what they were trying to say to me was that Dr. Penn was not really wanting me to come to Rice because of that podcast. It was going to bring shame to Rice University. I know Dr. Penn didn't say that. That was some shit that Sakivu and Donald made up as they tried to push me out of my own project to bring Mandy and and Bria and BN into it. And had the nerve on one of these conference call meetings, had the nerve to say, well, it's going to be small and intimate and, and basically uninviting me to my conference that they wanted me to continue to organize as their slave but yet I couldn't come because they didn't want to make Mandy feel uncomfortable. And right. you know what? You know, the hey, same Mandisa Thomas that we would all be on the phone tackling about. Yeah. We would all Donald, be on the phone laughing about her shenanigans, talking about how she was, you know, um, you know, basically, um, you know, performing for the white folks, you know, you know, wobbling and, you know, <laughs> playing, you know, playing, uh, you know, the 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 uh, the token Negro for these right. white atheist groups, and and co-signing yeah. their foolishness. I mean, I, I, I mean, I wish I remembered some of the specific things that the Kiwi said because some of those things were hilarious, you know. And that, I mean, and, you know, it's funny, it's funny, you know, to to think about because I am I am one thousand percent sure that when Sakivu jumped ship and, um, or was pushed, because, I mean, she really didn't have a choice, <laughs> given the fact that she owned all the patents and shit, the trademarks, 
great. Oh, don't, and don't forget, <laughs> we had email. no choice. Huh? Well, don't forget, don't forget my email in which basically I outlined that they could not use anything. I mean, there are dates and yeah. timestamps on that. And her and Donald yeah. tried to push forward. But I mean, you own the project. Anyway. That's the truth. Exactly. You yeah, own the project, the so there was project. nothing she could really do with it. So, um, but yeah, but once she was, out. you know, jump ship, once she jumped shipped or was pushed or or what have you, whichever you know language you want to use. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure she was over there, you know, cackling with, you know, Mandisa and Bria about us. You know what I mean? Right. But right. it just goes to show you how, you know, how some people are motivated in this community by genuine motives, right, as opposed to, you know, um, you know, wanting to sort of get on, right, or get approval or get um, money, right, from certain types of organizations, right, to get asses and seats, right? Um, I mean, even the way that, like, to keep, when I, even when I think back to, like, the first conference that we had in L.A., like, just remembering how, how the Kivu just, you know, completely disregarded the financial commitment that you made to the organization and to that first conference. I mean, giving away merchandise that you personally paid for, Without a discussion, right. without right. a check-in, without anything. I mean, she literally was making decisions, you know, as as though Kim and I and Jen and really even Donald to a certain extent didn't exist, right? But, Do- but right. she knew Donald was just going to rubber stamp anything that she did. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's just like thinking back to that first conference, it was just, the way that she treated you was just so disrespectful and to see how how she is has moved after that has just been very disappointing to me personally because i had a a great deal of admiration for dr hutchinson when all of this started you know i had a lot of admiration actually to tell you the truth there were a lot of people in this community that i actually you know had um, admired at, at least right. at least initially you know i was i was very hurt when jamila went to cpac you know what i mean right um yeah. i was hurt by a lot of people who were seeing some of the shenanigans um uh, that mandisa was engaging in in the atheist movement you know co-signing folks like dusty you know co-signing that racist um you know billboard in Pennsylvania, you know, um, you know, cozying up to the likes of Dave Silverman, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of these types of things, right? And um, and some of the things that she, that she has said about, you know, very about BLM and all different kinds of things, right? Um, a lot of those things I found extremely problematic. And there were a lot of people in this community some of them, I think, were just trying to give her grace, at least initially. But there right. were some people, there were some people who went further than just trying to give grace. It was like right. it was like she is the face of movement atheism. We need to be behind her. Period. There can right. be no dissent. There can be no. There can be no questions being asked. There can be no criticism. You know what I mean. Right. And right. that is when it started to feel like a cult. 
Exactly. I'm having conversations with people about me having to include BN in my organization. Right. Forcing and what I'm doing, which us. is separate from them, I'm being told that I am being divisive for right. not including them. Meanwhile, Mandy is is in these in these streets putting people out of her group for for disagreeing with her or possibly not wanting to screw her or whatever else. Right. And this is based on the documents that her being affiliates have come up with. Okay. Even though so we this is not coming from me. Situations. Right. Huh? Right. Even though okay, even though we were aware we of some the... of this stuff before this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out because it happens to be documented. So exactly. you don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe a thing that I'm saying. I'm saying go to the document. Okay. Right. It says it right there. She was putting people out of groups. She was putting people out of uh, online. She was putting people group out of groups in real time because they had disagreements with her because they didn't want to screw her or they decided to end a relationship with her, period. And she was slandering them and everybody else. Constant. Period. And they wanted to say that we were slandering her on that podcast. On the podcast, I talked about two people that was on her board. She was interested in this guy. He wasn't interested in her. She was on the phone with me crying because this guy wasn't interested in her and her husband was in the next room. And if you go and you look in that report, the person that was harmed basically stated that Mandisa had invited them to her house to have sex with her while her husband and children were home. And the thing is, is that that's just one example. Sakivu and Donald both acknowledged that they knew that every word I uttered on that 2015 podcast was true. Other people told them it was true. They indeed, and we talked. We even care. talked about it at dinner after the first conference. Had a whole right. discussion. Yep. You know, and you know, in addition. To all of that, uh um, they knew. And we had to write that piece because they knew. And the same thing, you know, with Debbie Goddard. Look, 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 Kim, let's Mm -hmm. just be real about it. I I want to claim the piece. I'm not saying that you didn't have anything to do with it. I did have a conversation with you because, and I had a conversation with Jen, too, because it involved both of you. But that right. that blog was getting written, whether exactly. you and Jen co-signed it or not, because oh, I, know. I, I know. felt like I felt like there like there had been harm done to you, yeah, um, and that there were a lot of people specifically who came at you, um, be, I guess because they felt like you were you know um, you know Miss Killjoy or something. Because right. you weren't on the boat. You weren't jumping on the boat with them and, and, and you know, just celebrating everything that Mandisa did. You know, every, every right. time that she was, you know, that she was um, made visible in this movement. Mm-hmm. Because right. 
you and I had had concerns about some of that visibility and what some of that visibility supported and what some of that visibility meant and what was right. what might have come with some of that visibility because we were concerned with some of the messaging of some of the larger atheist, white atheist organizations and what they what they were trying to do and in our opinion they were trying to dissuade um, particularly groups of color um, from mm-hmm. engaging or, or or from pushing the the um, the movement towards social justice right. towards dealing with these larger issues that concern us as, you know, black women. So, right. um, so yeah, so it's, 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 and, and, and Mandy resisted it too. But what I, oh, but but I, no what I told no him, social justice shit. right. And she resisted it for a very long time. But what I will say, and I told Kim this a long time ago, that um, I consider it a, a victory in some ways the the things mm-hmm. that I saw following what happened in 2015 because after 2015 there were a lot of people in this move in in the movement the atheist movement including Mandisa herself who were pushed to deal to go in the direction that we yep. were talking about going you know Mandisa yep. and and Sakibu were having these women of color conferences um, in Chicago, you know, talking about in Chicago, talking about a lot of the things that we were all that we were talking about. I mean, basically stole the whole blueprint from um, people of color beyond faith and bastardized it. Um, right. I mean, you know, they didn't come up with any of those the, those ideas. Those were not original ideas. Right. And you know, and and even though Mandisa wasn't. Um, wasn't necessarily the best person to articulate a lot of those ideas and things like that. You know, to see her even having to make the attempt was actually right. just felt like a victory, you know, to me, you know, because right. that was what we were trying to push the entire the entire community towards, towards having right. at least um, a better understanding of how these secular issues intersect with social justice. Right. So go ahead, Kim. Sorry. No, girl, you good. Because it's like, you know, the the day when she called me, when she started writing the um, blog, they knew. She called me and we talked. And, you know, I got a little overwhelmed. And I had to get off the phone. And, you know, her and Jen, you know, finished it up, Raina polished it up, and published it because it needed to be said. And the main reason why we felt that it needed to be said is because we didn't want Sakibu and Donald to slink off into the background and act like they don't know anything about this like they did the first time. You know, the lies that I took the project from them. No, it was my project. Mm-hmm. You understand? And and. The thing is, is that, you know, the people that were upset with us about the 2015, in that same podcast, we asked about, you know, uh, financial transparency. Being well, not just financial never... transparency, transparency, period. But, right, yeah, but yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, 
it's and it's and it's wild because that's one of the one of the um the uh problems that the be it affiliates uh basically you know uh realized in their you know investigation right was mm-hmm. that there were you know that Vandisa according according to their own documents was basically hoarding money exactly hoarding exactly. money and, and spending money that was meant to be, you know, shared with, I guess, people were thinking of as chapters, but were actually affiliates and designated right. so for legal, the legal reason of not having right. to share money with them. <laughs> exactly. But and that's the thing. We, I remember, ahead, I remember I did a, I did a, a, a vlog <laughs> and the vlog mm-hmm. was called um, How to win friends and influence people in the mainstream secular community as a person of color. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people took that to be directly a direct uh, attack on Mandy. It actually wasn't just on her. It was, uh, and it was actually, it was actually about a number of people in the community from my perspective. Right. But certainly it had to do with Mandy um, right. And there were people who came at me in that really weird, creepy, cultish way who mm-hmm. were upset with me because I had targeted their queen or their god or whatever, you know? Right. But it was well, very Lord weird. Jane I had a it. lot of conversations with people about that. Yeah. Lord um, James said the and one and, and, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Lori James said that Sakivu, David Silverman, and Mandisa were her gods. Go ahead. Yeah, um, one of the um, items in that list of um, of things um, to do if you're trying to, you know, be a token black atheist in the movement was um, – Oh, I'll give you two of them. <laughs> Number six mm-hmm. is throw part throw parties and rallies, and only parties and rallies. And number seven was to um, castigate religious organizations for their lack of transparency while making little to no efforts towards transparency yourself. And we see that's exactly right. what happened, right? And it was was so what was so really disheartening about that back then um and dealing with you know sort of the cult of personality that came up around mandisa was you know this community likes to try to you know uh pride itself on you know all of our critical thinking right and you know all of the you know the fact that we're so smart because we you know came to the conclusion that, you know, there is no God or there's likely to be no God or whatever, right? We, we, you know, there are so many people in this community that are so quick to, like, shade religious people, you know, shit on the church, all that kind of stuff, right? But when we asked, when we were asking questions about where the science program was, you know what I mean? Where the recidivism <laughs> program was, where, you know, where all of this money was being spent, you know what I mean? Where the money or where the money or the resources for Flint were going, you know, people were really attacking us like we were the problem. Right. But we weren't asking y'all for money. 
We never. ask no one for money. We never ask anyone Ever. for money. And even and even when when Kim and I were dealing were um, planning POCBS, one of the things that Kim and I were constantly trying to figure out were ways to uh, address funding that would right. that wouldn't make us beholden to mainstream white atheist organizations and and, and their plan. and their and their politics. Yeah, you know? and there was a plan that Sakivu and Donald both agreed to. We said we will take money from the white atheist orgs the first three years with less and less money by the third year and on the fourth year be totally independent because we did not want to take the white atheist organization's money with them trying to dictate to us what we should be saying and how they want us to say it and being their token black friend. That's not me. I will never be. It's not me either. Exactly. And as far as these affiliates are concerned, you know, when we were talking about Mandisa, we were talking about annual reports and and the prospectus for being, and none of you all questioned any of that until December of last year. When you found out that your designation as affiliate did not um, make her liable to share the funding that was received with you guys, she she at first initially called you all chapters, and somebody must include her in, you know, on this, and she decided to start calling you. A, but what I will tell you is that Mandisa, from the very beginning, she said, "I am BN." Anything through BN is mine and belongs to me. I knew she was never going to share the money with the chapters or the affiliates. That's why I was the first BN group that opened up outside of Mandisa, and I refused to allow her to oversee or manage or have any influence on my group because I knew who and what she was. And then Donald invited Mandisa to to Houston, and Mandisa went to Houston to talk to his group. And in that talk, she talked about my group being an unauthorized group. No, my group was an authorized group. Mandisa used to be a guest or a host on this show. We talked about I remember those days. And the same thing with Bria trying to say that I took all these things. Y'all, on the podcast, when Bria was on the show initially, Bria talked, uh, she gave accolades to me, talking about she was thankful that I pushed her to finish this project, and we were partners and all of that shit. But she got amnesia. Mm -hmm. And I got to say something about that lawsuit. So, yes, I did sue Bria. And... Again, my mother was dying, and my second mom had just died, and um, and I had a heart surgery. It was just so much going on in my life in 2017, and none of none of that mattered anymore. The lawsuit, none of that mattered because I knew that I was walking this last mile. My mom had stage four cancer. I knew what it was, and I dedicated all of my time be with her, which is why I moved back to the same town she lived in. And I walked that last mile with that woman. And one of the things my mother asked me to do was to leave these people alone. 
and I did. And so when the judge dismissed the lawsuit, it was dismissed without prejudice. And what that means is that the judge found merit in the lawsuit and was giving me the opportunity to refile it because, see, me and my lawyer was not getting along either. As a matter of fact, I almost got him disbarred right? because of the stress and the stupid shit that was happening, right? And and it just turned into a big old clusterfuck. But, you know, I'm saying that to say this. um, The judge ordered me to pay for Bria's lawyer's appearance fee. Not their fees, their legal fees, but it's an appearance fee. So whenever you go before a judge, especially, you know, in federal court, you have to file a motion of appearance. And with that file, with that motion that you filed, you had to pay a fee, and I think it was like $208. On my wall, I said 200 but, you know, please forgive me. I kept the $8 off, and the judge, you know, was like, just pay their appearance fee. Bria had to pay those lawyers. I didn't have to pay her lawyer a dime. And so that screenshot that's in that dossier, you know, they're talking about it's not worth pursuing. Why? Because they were going to have to file another $208 appearance fee you know, just to try to get $208 from me. And that's not including their billable hours. And, Bria, um, whether you're listening or someone is going to bring it to you, um, actually, you know, I had inquired with the lawyer and weighed my options as far as if I wanted to sue you or not. I was vacillating and sitting on the fence. You can thank Sakibu and Donald for your lawsuit because of the things they were doing in the background. So make sure you send them a card, a thank you card, you know. And um, and also I just want to make sure, you know, for any of you all, and when I'm saying any of you all, I'm talking about Mandisa, Briss, and Kivu, Donald, you know, go ahead. Sue me. I'm okay with it, but I'm going to counter sue you. And I'm going to pull all this stuff out. As a matter of fact, I'll be dropping some screenshots this week when Sativa resigned from the board but said she would continue to collect the money. And then after I sent them that email basically telling them, you know, they can hit the road, she sent another email, you know, withdrawing, you know, being the fiduciary agent or whatever that is, right? And, you know, I don't know ever. While we were having these conversations, Sakivu said that she was going to send the money back to the white organization, atheist organizations that gave her money for our conference. And she said she sent it back. But at the same time, she had been telling people that she was going to have the POC MSJ conference, you know, without me, Raina, and Jen, and they were moving forward, even though I told them they couldn't use the information, they were going to go ahead and do it anyway. So, you know, I suspect that she didn't send the money back. She may have. I don't know. But when I had my lawyer send her a cease and desist and was asking questions, you know, she she kind of skirted around it. 
and didn't answer the question and made an accusation that, you know, she that was unsubstantiated. I have absolutely no idea what you were talking about, Sakibu. I didn't do anything to Ms. Thomas, period. And also, Greta Christina, you know, she called, she's the one that called me the angry sock puppet, which I actually love that name. And and Greta put a question on her wall, how can you blackmail or extort someone when they don't want anything to you? So, you know, someone was claiming that they were being blackmailed and extorted, but the person didn't want anything from them. Yeah, you can't blackmail or extort someone if you're not asking them for anything. What they were afraid of is that I was going to get out here and extort everything they did and what they were saying. Okay. And and we purposefully just dropped all that shit in 2015, you know, because it's like it really wasn't worth the effort. And that's one of the reasons why we had such disdain for these white atheist organizations because many of you covered for Mandisa and encouraged her and supported the madness. I cannot align myself with anyone who knew what was mm-hmm. happening with her and went along with it and penalized anybody because she was upset with them and bad them. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. And that's what this means. He that beats the drum for the madman's dance is no better than the madman himself. And movement atheism in and of itself is nothing but a cult of personality. That is what, that's, that's, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the whole thing is just fucked up. And the main reason why I did not come out with a lot of this is because I felt you all needed to learn your lesson the hard way. Now this shit is public. You got people documenting it. They're putting it out here in a public sphere. And you're her main donors, and you all have been sending her money. As, as a matter of fact, it, you know, from what I've been told, you all gave her money specifically to build up her chapters or affiliates, and she didn't give them anything or very little. Let me go ahead and throw that in because she may have given somebody $10, you know. But the thing <laughs> is is that if you go well, wait, 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 Kim. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about this, right? You and I offline. Right. You know, right, right. just like with the science program, right? I mean, right. you know, maybe in her defense, you know, because the, the, the document says that, you know, she was hoarding money and, you know, hitting the strip club. You know, we don't know what she was doing in Magic City. She, I mean, by <laughs> virtue of her giving her the money to these to these sex workers, you know, she might have been, edu- you know, helping to educate some of them or their children by default, you know? So, I yeah, mean, you know, Christ. maybe she was studying the physics of making it rain, you know? Like, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, you know, who knows? That Thomas et al., 2015, that paper might be, you know, might be held up, you know? You know, maybe mm-hmm. it didn't get the review, you know, right, right, but, um, right. you know, maybe we're just not seeing it properly, you know? Yeah, you know, maybe we should be trying <laughs> it's all, to it's all a, It's all a matter of perspective, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, maybe we should be viewing this through a black stem lens, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Well, I mean, she wouldn't know anything about that either. <laughs> <laughs> but Sativu would. She wouldn't, ha! She anyway, wouldn't know anything about um, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, but for you white organizations out there, you know, we had to sit back and let you fall on your face and let you see the error of your ways because I know had I brought this to you guys, you would have treated me just like anyone else. You wouldn't have believed it. Or some of you knew what was going on with her, but you didn't give a damn. You just wanted to be able to, in your own way, hide behind her as a shield from accusations of racism. And not only was that, you know, she used to write these articles about you all being racist, but once you all started paying her, they started getting far and few between, right? And it's interesting when uh, American atheists was, you know, was looking for a president, and she was trying to pressure you all into making Mandy the president of American atheists. Child, we sat over here and we cackled because American atheists would be broke right about now, or they would be embroiled <laughs> in this sex scandal, if not a worse one. You know, and and also. Mandisa was not qualified to be president of anybody's company, just her own. Mm-mm. She's qualified to be the president of BN because she is BN, you know. But for you, YA, we had to let this happen because you wouldn't have believed us. And in, in the few, the, you know, the few times that you've asked me to come out to help, any money you all tried to give me, I made you give it to black radical organizations. When I said to Raina and Sativu that I did not want your money, that I see it as blood money, I meant that. Period. You know, so we got two minutes left. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I just want to say one other thing, too, because, um, you know, because this whole thing with, like, you know, Mandisa and what have you, I mean, I know that there are some people who are still on the fence, there's some people who are still giving Mandisa the benefit of the doubt, but I just wanted to point out that like some of you probably were very upset about what happened with Patrice Colors and um, yeah. BLM and all of that, and you know some of you had more smoke for what Patrice Colors did with BLM than some of you seem to have for Mandisa. The truth of the matter is is that the nonprofit sector looks a lot more like what Patrice Colors did than what Mandisa right. was doing. So I think yeah, you should keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look into the finances of Salvation Army with all the homes and the luxury homes and cars because it is very top-heavy. And that is how a lot of these nonprofit organizations are set up. And so, you know, we just really want you to take a look at that and, and all of that. And so, you know, we're winding it down, and like I said, none of this shit is personal. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even care anymore, really. But what I do want to say something to Debbie Goddard, and that is I'm really disappointed, Debbie. And that's all I have to say to you is that I'm disappointed. You talked to a number of people. They told you what I said was true, and they stood behind the podcast. And you still try to to create a false narrative about Mandisa when you knew it was a lie. Oh, and FYI, wow. I, I named who I wanted to name in the in my blog. I didn't. I intentionally didn't name some people 
because I know that there are some people out there who um, they have more to lose. <laughs> so right. I intentionally didn't you know. name them. So I just wanted to let y'all know that. Um, I'm sad that we didn't get to some of the aspects of the BNDC um, dossier, but maybe um, we can talk about that at another time. Well, I mean, it's up to you. You want to do another five or ten minutes, or you just want to, you know, we'll try okay, it Okay, I thought that it was going to cut off on us. No, no, no. I set it up for two hours because I know how I get to rattling, so I always set it for okay, okay. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can get into it then. <laughs> okay. So you go ahead. You okay. Leave that, and so before I'll just before in. we before we get to before we get to the parts that concern you and I specifically, can we talk about how this almost turned into a true crime thing, <laughs> baby girl? Right, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to talk about it? Baby, let me tell you. I, you know, it's like, you know, like I said before, you know, a couple of people, their their damn blogs and books sound eerily like transcripts to my show. And, you know, and what's going on with BN and looking at those statements. Now, if you go steal some information and steal book ideas, write a book about this shit and sell that to Lifetime because they will buy that shit. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm telling you, Lifetime will definitely buy this one. I think that will probably be a – a Vivica Fox production. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Oh, weird. I mean, just the audacity. You invite a man to your personal home that you share with your husband and children. They were home. Well, that's and you another know thing that I was thinking about, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, okay, because you and I, we've talked about, because you and I, we've bumped heads before um, about um, polyamory and stuff. And you know that I identify as someone who's ethically polyamorous, but, um, or or poly, or poly flexible, right? So, in any case. But I've gotten better um, I got I got better at. Yeah, I don't think I'm as bad as You have, and and your views have evolved as well. Um, right on some things. Um, so yeah, so like <laughs> it just it was wild because I mean, so there are different arrangements in polyamory, but what I was reading did not strike me as ethical polyamory to me. For one, now when you're trying to fuck your like, side piece in the same house where your husband is residing, go ahead. Well, I mean, that could be their arrangement. I don't know. I I I I don't know Craig and I don't and and I and I really don't know Mandisa personally. So I right. can't really say a whole lot about what arrangements they may or may not have, but I know that that is a yeah. um that that is not a common <laughs> well, You know what? You know what? I've encountered <laughs> Well, I mean, you never know. He may be into that. So I'll 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 revamp my statement. I'm not sure if Craig is down with that. He may be. However, that would not happen in my house because I will burn it down with you in it. It does, but it also does feel a little disrespectful 
to right. your family and to especially if especially if this is not a person who's who's going to be involved with your family. Like I said, polyamory looks like a lot of things to different people. You know right. what I mean? And sometimes, you know, your you know, your other partners do get incorporated as members of the family. That can happen. You know what I right. mean? But whether that was the case in this particular case, I don't know. And it doesn't seem like um, the gentleman who was giving this testimony was exactly comfortable with it. But where it became right. almost a true crime thing for me, girl, was <laughs> when he was talking about about her talking to him about her husband's potential demise. Girl. Girl, that somebody was, that was that was like oh, somebody what? needs to do somebody needs to do a welfare check on Craig Thomas. Listen, somebody let let Craig know that he might want to rethink his beneficiary on his life insurance. <laughs> 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 you might want to rethink, <laughs> bruh, bruh. I'm just saying, you know. There's a lot of people dying household accidents all the time. Is you know sometimes an accident is an accident, but sometimes an accident is something else. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, and and you know I'm making a joke of it, but I mean at the same time, the truth is, the truth is, if this is the kind of conversation she was having with someone, and this is someone telling us about it, right? Someone who was involved with her telling us about it. You don't know who else she's had these conversations with, and in this day and age where we know that a lot of people are not right mentally, you know what right. I mean? That is dangerous. I mean, because whether you intend, whether, I mean, because, you know, sometimes we have conversations with people and we're just thinking out loud, right? Oh, I hate right. them so much. I just wish, I, oh, I just wish he would die, you know what I mean? Or whatever, right? And we may not mean that, right? But right. Um, the, one thing, the one thing the church people get right is words are powerful. That's the one thing the church people get right. Because you say mm-hmm. that around the wrong person. And, mm-hmm. you just, and you might just end up getting your wish. Exactly. You know? um, there's, exactly. And there's been plenty of situations, and, and Lifetime's got movies about them. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Where it, people it, have it, said it, similar things about it like that. And, okay. and, and, they've, and they've happened and they've come true. And then you're burying someone. That you didn't intend right. to marry. And let me so clarify something. Let me now I want mm-hmm. to clarify something. This is not something that me and Raina made up or you know, this was in that document. As a matter of fact, it's right. on page eight. If you go to document eight, you'll see it. And we're just repeating and I took a screenshot of it and posted it on my wall. This is what this person that was harmed put out there. And it's wrong on so many levels. If she's willing, girl, anyways, but I wanted to make sure so, you know, they try to turn around and have their lawyers write me a letter and shit. Motherfucker, I didn't make that up. I didn't say this. I'm just repeating it. Take that up with the people that wrote that report and wrote those, you know, Mm -hmm. statements because, no, Mm -mm. it's not going to happen. And in the same document, they talk about, you know, her using being as her personal piggy bank to fund her cruises and her trips to the strip club. 
um, like Luxury items, city, gifts. You know, you know. I wonder what kind of chicken wings she gets when she gets to Magic City. You think she gets lemon pepper? Um, probably salt. And she looks like a lemon pepper kind of girl. Hmm. I said salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. <laughs> Oh, okay. Ah. Anyway, girl. And look, and it says also expensive gifts for her suitors and vi- slash victims, as well as her complete um, lack of self-awareness. So, yeah, and then they also say here that she slanders anyone who disagrees with her, and she uses her friends to bully others on her behalf. Huh. That sounds familiar, Kim. Yeah. Do, do you know anyone who was bullied? Oh, might have who might have had threats of violence, right? Um, with respect to that that person, that sounds right. real familiar, right? And that makes me wonder if she told that individual that threatened to come to my house and put together the posse. I wonder if Mandisa breathe life into any of that? It's a question. I don't know. Because the person it makes that you wonder. said that. It makes you wonder. That, yeah, the person that said it, that was out of the blue. I couldn't understand it. I'm like, you don't know me and I don't know you. And so yeah. you want to come to my house? You know, and I just find it interesting that they're a woman of color beyond belief is in Chicago, but mind you, they only started the conference after I left Chicago. What did you think I was hey. going to do? Come up there with my Segway and have an entire damn karaoke machine and protest your asses? I don't give a damn. You've been out here doing this shit for 10 years plus, and you still need less than two dozen cupcakes. And also with that secular social justice thing, the one in Houston at Rice University that was going to be small and intimate. Well, Donna, you got what you wanted. What y'all get, about 30 people there? And the one in D.C. sold out, all the tickets sold, but it was 95% white people, nice minstrel show. Anyway, go ahead, Raina, because, you know, I'll get this shit all over again. Yeah, but that one was... I mean, you know, I love true crime, so I, that part piqued mm-hmm. my little interest. I was like, oh, my gosh, this could have gone left very easily, you know? Right. Um, right. So, yeah, somebody do a do a wellness check on Craig. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but um, there was um, – so there were, like, a few things in this little – in this BNDC report that um, I just wanted to clarify, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that there were some inaccuracies here. Um, so let's see if I can pull that up really quickly. I don't know why. I had it up already, and now it wants to act up. So here we go. Um, so, um, so yeah, so um, just in case, you know, Roe is listening or um, anyone, you know, connected to Roe, this is not an attack on Roe, not an attack on, right. um, you know, anyone. This is just um, to clarify things from my point of view and from, from Kim's point of view, right? 
Um, so, um, so, so Rose talks about how he and I have been friends over the years and, um, we were once more on friendlier terms. Um, and I agree with that. It's been more distant because of his involvement with BN. Um, I, I think though that I, unlike some other people, I felt that, I felt that Roe was, he wasn't as, I felt, as involved in that cult of personality as some other people were. Um, Very good. In my opinion. For my yeah, opinion. I agree. Um, there were, I there were some other people. There were some people who were, you know, that seemed like they were deeper in the cult. Right? Um, and, and several of them, like I said, had reached out to me, um, you know, saying that I, you know, as though I, well, some of them said straight up that they felt like I only ever had criticisms for Mandy. And if you read my blog, like most of it is criticizing other people, not Mandisa. Like there's maybe two times that Mandisa is either referenced directly or indirectly, maybe three. Right. Right. But mostly it's about other things. It's mostly about, like, the general movement. Um, and not just that, but, like, I talk about Umar Johnson. I talk about Dr. Savi. I talk about Tariq Nasheed. I talk about Jeremiah Kumar. Maybe people felt that I was talking about Mandisa indirectly because of her support of Jeremiah Kamara. Maybe they felt some type of way because uh, of that. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Mandisa was one of his main supporters and so maybe you know by extension they felt that i was criticizing her there as well um and i mean in some ways yeah maybe i was i mean because jeremiah was on some bullshit then and he's on some bullshit now but you know it is what it is um (laughs) so so yeah so then um there they talk about um they were talking about me holding the similar views to um, Kim. And let me see if I can find the exact same thing. Um, so it says, so it says here that me and, and Miss Thomas have been on bad terms due to my indirect loyalty to Kimberly Veal. My, me and, and Mandy being on bad terms started way before me and Kim were friends. Um, it really started in, um, in like the 2009s, 2010s, when, um, you know, Black atheists mm-hmm. were sort of coming online and finding one another. Um, exactly. I was in a number of the same groups that Mandisa was in, including the Black Nonbelievers group on Facebook. Um, I was initially, I was eventually put out of that group by Mandisa. Um, I had issues with a number of things that were going on in the group, including um, homophobia, um, a lot of homophobia, which was coming from a contingent of um, tofu dashikis. She was affiliated with a gentleman named Blackson Bao early on. And, (laughs) you know, a lot of people don't know this. Like, see, this is, and this is part of the thing that a lot of people don't know is like Kim and I have been in the movement basically since it started, since the Black Atheist movement right. really started, or you know at least the this modern you know take or whatever. 
So right. we saw a lot of the things that were happening before, you know what I mean? Um, you know, these organizations became incorporated before they became 501c3s, you know, before all of that. So, um, you know, I had a lot of criticisms for some of the things that were being said in groups. I found them to be egregious. Um, some of them were very um, misogynistic. Um, we didn't have the term misogynoir at that time, but there was there were a lot of comments that um, were typical of misogynoir. Um, and I had a lot of problems with it. And I and I bumped heads with a lot of people, including Mandisa herself. Um, Mandisa right. typically um, stood with the um, the the other side, um, citing you know free speech and all that kind of stuff and. A lot of times the people that I was arguing with were men and Mandisa has, and I think anyone will tell you this, anyone who knows Mandisa has spent any time around Mandisa will tell you that she favors men, period. Male-centered. It's, it's known. She's very male-centered. It's, it's, it's been known for a very long time. And, um, and so she and I bumped heads quite a bit on a lot of subjects. Um, so, so, um, that was, that was where my, um, my relationship with Mandisa soured. So it soured right. very early on. Um, the, um, Kim and I became friends, um, as a result of me calling into the Black Freethinker show. I was not a fan of when Mandisa or Bria, for that matter, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I was not a fan of either of them as co-hosts. <laughs> right. I, I really think that the show um, got substantially better <laughs> when Kim was hosting by herself. <laughs> um, Kim, was, Kim was very good about doing research. She was very thorough. She, um, you know, she tried to incorporate a lot of number of different ideas and things. Um, I, I teased Kim quite a bit in those days <laughs> about about her uh, her style of taking comments from the audience. Um, many times there were comments from the audience that were. Um, Colorful, shall we say? <laughs> um, <laughs> some that were a bit ignorant, some that were uh, way in left field. <laughs> right. And Kim had this very funny way of saying, "Interesting." <laughs> <laughs> and that was her response. And normally it was not followed with anything else. So it was pretty clear that whenever Kim would say interesting that way, that she was trying to dead that subject. <laughs> she had nothing for it. She had nothing to say. Like, okay, that was really weird. Um, or that was really bizarre. Or, um, you know what? I don't even really feel like touching that with a 10-foot pole today. <laughs> right, right, right. what was that? You know what I mean? And it would be funny because I would take what they said and change it into what I think should be said, and then they would agree with what I said. Yeah, sometimes you would do that. You wouldn't always do that. Sometimes yeah. you would kind of just say interesting and move on. It just depended. <laughs> but it, would, it, it, it made me laugh. It was pretty funny. 
So um, right. I started calling in the program, and um, and at some point, Kim decided we were going to be friends. She decided, that, and Kim will tell you this. Kim will tell you. <laughs> she decided we were going to be friends, and then we sort of became friends. I don't know exactly when it happened, you know, but we would talk, and, and, and we would, you know, and, and over time we shared, and, you know, we we became really good friends. Um, Oh, yeah. But a lot Even of the though, things. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, honey. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. A no, lot no, of no, things. No, 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 no. You go. You go. No, I was just going to tease and say, even though she tried to ditch me a couple of times and gift me to her mama, you know. What? What? Look, look. Can we not go talk about that because you know that because that's a. You know, you know why that happens, and um, not everyone is entitled to my story or whatever is go- whatever was going on in the background. You know what was going on. Um, there was no, there was I'm something laughing. deeper going on at that time. Um, oh yeah, I mean, but yeah, when it no, was happening, I did, I did, I did, I did try I'm just to laughing. <laughs> I did. I I'm an introvert. I'm an introverted person to begin with, so it's it's difficult for a lot of people to get in. I, I have a very right. small circle. So, right. <laughs> and I'm cool with it. But so, <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm so. teasing. You understand what I say in love? You know, that was no shade. You know that, right, right? Absolutely. Oh no, no, I know there was no shade involved in it. I'm just saying that. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. That time was a that time was a difficult time for me for a lot of different reasons, and there were right. reasons no behind it. No explanation needed. Yeah. No and there's no explanation needed, that's going to be given. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know. Just know this. Um, Just know this. All Raina has to say is Kim get here and I will be on the next thing smoking or I will be gassing up my car. You know, and I that, appreciate you that. know. I really do. And you know, and I appreciate so. that. I really, really do. Because you yeah, know, Kim has been a very good friend to me. But a lot of the things that Kim, you know, had um, Kim was Kim was pretty good friends with with uh, Mandisa when I came into the picture. They were still pretty cool. Cool. Um, yeah. There were. Yeah. I mean, you guys hadn't fallen out yet. Not when not, when you and I began starting to become friends. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. No, we fell out. We fell out in D.C. when she did what she did, right. and I'm not going to rehash right. that. You know, but I right, right, right. But I'm just other, saying, when you I, went, when, when when you and I became friends, we didn't become friends over Mandisa or anything. We oh, didn't. No, not that's at not all. how we became friends. Um, my opinion, my opinions of Mandisa were sort of, they weren't. I wouldn't say they were fully cemented, but I already had some some feelings regarding her based on behaviors right. that I had personally witnessed. Right. Right. And there were right. other things that were brought to my attention by other people. Some of these people, they're no longer on, in the movement. They, I don't right. even know if they're even online, okay? Um, but then later, Kim fell out with Mandisa. Now, by virtue of some of the things that um, Kim shared with me about their friendship, because, you know, we were friends, and she was dealing with that fallout at that time, there were things that, Kim shared with me, right? And there were some concerning things that she shared with me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I don't, I have never 
recounted any of the things that Kim has shared with me personally or the things that other people have shared with me personally. I have, I have made reference to um, rape apology. Right. I have made reference to, um, you know, to anti-feminism. I've made references to other things, right? But right. I've never, I've never specifically given details of anyone's story to anyone because right. I feel genuinely that that is not my place. Right. If anyone exactly. wants to share that information, if anyone wants to share that information themselves, that is up to them. Now, I still have the concern because I have the knowledge. So I'm going to share the concern, and you can do with it what you will. And a lot of and a lot of you, a lot of you disregarded it. And I feel and and I personally feel, and you know, you can speak for yourself. I feel that most of you disregarded the concerns um, brought not only by me but others, and some of the other concerns you may have encountered over the years, because I'm sure that you encountered other concerns over the years. Because Mandisa has fallen, falling, fell out with many, many people right. over the years. There were many people set out of those being groups. Many people. For, for you know, for minor infractions. Okay? Right. I mean, even in, the, even in these documents... <laughs> Um, somebody got thrown out of the BNDC group, or not BNDC group, but BN group, sorry, the BN group, because they disagreed with Mandisa regarding the um, Chris Rock, Will Smith slap, right? They disagreed mm-hmm. with her opinion on that particular subject, and they were thrown out of a BN right. group online. That's weird. You know what I'm saying? It's very weird. Yeah, and um, see, but that falls in line, especially with women, um, the way Mandisa deals with women. If she thinks that the woman is smarter than her, prettier than her, more attractive in whatever kind of way, she finds a way to take issue with that person and what that person wrote in their statement about how she gets other people to go after them, I know that to be a fact because she tried to use me to do that to go after other people. So she does that. I corroborate a lot of what that person wrote. And the thing is, you know, like I said, um, I hope that Nandisa figures out who she is and 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 get some get some therapy, get some help, some something like that. And when I say that, you know, I am not saying that, you know, her situation is necessarily functional, but what I'm saying is I think she's searching, she's hurting, she's trying to find something. But this ain't the way to right. do it, honey. Right. This is not so, the way to do um, that, Mandy. So. Yeah. So, so that, so I say all of that to address the very first paragraph of um, Section Five, Incident Number Five, in the BNDC mm-hmm. um, document, um, because it says um, beginning 
um, sorry, since that time, Ms. Rose has publicly held Mrs. Thomas in contempt over a dispute and uh, stemming from a former secular partnership between Mrs. Thomas and, sec and Kimberly Veal, then founder of the Black Freethinkers of Detroit. So um, there's two things wrong with that. <laughs> the first thing I, I just previously addressed, I had, um, you know, I did not, I held Mandisa in contempt for my own reasons, most of which right. are, 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 you can find on my blog, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, specifically. Um, now, you know, again, I was aware of some of the other things that Ms. Kimberly brought, uh, Kimberly brought to my attention, and there were other things that were brought to my attention by other people, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I had contempt, most of the contempt that you heard me utter had to do specifically with her being a, um, a, a token for white atheist organizations over the years, and, that, and I stand by that. Period. Even right. in the 2015, even in the 2015 podcast that we did, I uttered my disagreement with Mandisa probably no less than twice. Right. And, and at no point, and even and even when Kim was talking about the the beef that she had with Mandisa, you can hear me audibly in the background gasping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gasping, okay. I was gagged, okay. I was gasping, okay. Because <laughs> you know, some because even though Kim had shared some of those things with me, I actually did not anticipate that she was going to share any of that on that podcast, and and I certainly wasn't thinking that she was going to share any of that on the podcast in the manner in which she did. But um, some of that stuff, some of the stuff she said on that podcast. Um, like the like the train conductor thing. Um, I actually had never heard her say that before. <laughs> we we had talked about that after the podcast, <laughs> right? But see, that's the thing. So, that's the thing. That 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 you know that title, the train conductor, that came mm -hmm. from some of the white. That came from some of the white atheists in the community that were against what Mandisa was doing. They were, you know, they were ashamed, and they were too afraid to speak out and say something about it because they didn't want her slandering them and calling them racist and all these things. But this is what, you know, it's a whole lot of conversations I hear about Mandisa, even Bria and a number of other people that they're not privy to, but that the rest of us see, and so that's where that came from. If I'm going to be honest, right. the truth of the matter is I still haven't shared everything with Raina and Jen. Every once in a while, something to come up, and I'll say ABC, and they were like, what? And I'm like, I never told you about that. And they were like, no. I haven't told. I really, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I know that you haven't, and you know what? I'm okay with that. But, you know, like I said, I'm okay with you sharing whatever you feel like you want to share. But the point, right. the main point that I wanted to bring up with this is that my beef with Mandisa was my beef with Mandisa. It had absolutely nothing to do with Kim's. Right. And that's and that's the truth of the matter. I always now, when it comes to their to their beef and the way that it um it came to a head in 2015, I always supported my friends. Right. And I'm always going to support my friends. And in large part because 
um, even in these documents, you can see how Mandisa moves. There, the person, right. the per, the person who she was romantically involved with, according to him, had opportunities that were ruined by Mandisa mm-hmm. when he decided to no longer engage in a romantic re- or physical relationship with her. Um, there yep. were similar things going on in the background with Kim. There were, you know, you know, there were there were things that were going on, um, you know, with things that were being said about my friends that were that I felt were slanderous. That were um, some of them were just um, they just they just were uncalled for, you know. Right. Um, you know, for a long time, Kim tried to you know tried to stay above board, mm-hmm. and there was a point where Kim broke. Right. And, and I was there when it happened. You know, right. so when Kim did the show, you know, Kim, you know, and Kim and I had conversations back then. There were things that Kim said in that show that I didn't feel were necessarily okay, but I understand why I understand. I understood why it was said and why she felt the need to say it. When you are in a situation where, you know, you're fighting with someone and they hit below the belt, you're going to want to hit them below the belt too, you know? And I always told people that I, you know, disagreed with some of the things that she said, especially as a feminist, right? Um, Because there was something that she said that was slut-shaming, right? But the truth is, the truth is, is like when you're in an argument with someone, you don't care that something is slut-shaming. You don't care. Now, you know, I mean, that's not to say that it's right. It's just to say that that's what happens. You know what I mean? Right. I'm a feminist, but if you catch me on the wrong day and you do something to me that offends me in a deep way, you might be all types. You might be, <laughs> to borrow a line from Donald Wright, you might be half a dozen bitches. <laughs> or a spank whole bitch. Okay. Or a spank whole bitch. <laughs> And that comes directly from a cover. That's an inside joke that I just made y'all. I just brought y'all inside of, okay? Because because that was a conversation that we had on the phone with Kim and Donald, uh, not with with Kim Donald and Sakibu, myself and Jen. And yeah, that was in, that was following that podcast. Um, yeah, but that was funny as hell when he said half a dozen bitches. Anyway, well, man, I'm gonna get a T-shirt with that shit on it. Half a dozen, <laughs> you know, but uh, but you know, just saying all that to say this is that you all don't know everything that's happening, and unfortunately, from what I'm seeing, a lot of you guys are personalizing this, and you shouldn't. And what I find interesting about the fact that you're personalizing it is when you all get mad at religious people when they defend their pastor and their Bible, and you say, this is with the pastor, and they tell you they're offended when you talk about their religion, you were doing the same thing. We say something Right. I mean, I have so offended. many inboxes from people who are basically on that same bullshit, that touch not mind, not, not touch not mind anointed. Exactly. It's just the secular exactly. version. Exactly. It's, it's because- really, it's, it's just, it's very, it's, it's just very weird and cult-like and creepy, 
and is yeah. what it gives. And it's just really upsetting, right? Um, so yeah. then um so then it says, um, to this day Miss Rose so this is the fourth paragraph. And this is this one I actually found funny. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it says to this day Miss Rose, a close colleague of the plaintiff, Miss Veal, has remained aligned with Miss Veal's opinion of black non believers and, and Miss Thomas. And the funny part is, is yes, I'm aligned with her opinion. But so is the Kivu. And so was Donald. Donald. Like, right. We had a whole key key session on the phone with them talking about Mandy wobbling for the white atheist movement and putting on a minstrel show for them. Like we had entire, and and it's funny, and it's funny to me, and it's still funny to me now, actually, um, but for a different reason, because I'm fairly certain that Sakibu is a fake person enough to have gone from laughing with us about Mandisa's shenanigans to then turning around and laughing at me and and Kim with right. Leah and Mandy. So it's just oh, yeah. really funny to me um, because, you know, and, and again, you don't have to take it just, you don't have to just take my word. You don't have to take just Kim's word. I mean, Jen was there. I mean, Sakibu and Donald were there. Now, they may not tell you the truth about it. (laughs) Right. But, you know, the truth is the truth. We were on the phone laughing and kikiing about a lot of Mandisa's shenanigans and the behavior that she displayed for white atheists. Hmm? And some of the, and some of them were in um in inboxes as well as an email. I remember on one email, especially when we were passing around Jeremiah's DVD for his movie, and the snark that came from Sakibu and Donald, and that is written. We have the written correspondence mm-hmm. for it, you know. But I want to say, you know, um, in regards, I'm trying to remember the point I was going to make about Sakibu. Oh. So, yes, the was made a couple of disparaging comments about me, and let me give it some context. All right. So, in 2014, for her first in a family scholarship thing, I flew out my own money, stayed in a hotel, you know, and, and a couple of times I stayed at her house, you know, so I may have stayed at her house then. I don't really remember. I would have to go through my journal, right? One of those times um, was when we were in L.A. The, for the for the conference. Yeah, we were in a hotel for that, but let me go back. Let me, but you, but before that, you had come out. Before the conference, you had come out, though. Remember? Right, I had come out a couple of times, yeah. And the thing yeah, is. Yeah, but you were there that, a couple you know, of days before the conference. Remember? Yeah, I, I stayed at her house, and then I ended up getting yeah. going to the hotel and waiting, and we right. stayed together. But what I was going to mm-hmm. say is before I went out there, you know, so for those of you that don't know, I have lupus. And, you know, I was getting my meds adjusted, getting – it was just a lot going on with me. So two, about a week or two before I flew to L.A., um, I had to have a lymph node removed from my body because they thought it was cancerous. So we had a cancer scare, and that was a couple of weeks before. And two weeks before we removed that lymph node, 
I was in the emergency room, and I stayed overnight in the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack because I my heart was beating too fast, and Raina and Zakibu both got mad because they didn't know nothing about it until I sent them a note saying they released me from the hospital today. But the thing is, is that because of everything that was going on with me, and again, just despair for a number of different reasons, you know, sometimes... You know, sometimes, sometimes you can be sick or have some issues, and and you know, I'm gonna let it go. I have to let that go. But Sakibu was never a friend of mine. And those of you that think she's your friend, you probably need to do some soul searching on that. And then I also want to address Sincere. I was on the phone when you called Raina, and you were too scared to ask her to come back to work on POC and MSJ with Donald and Sakivu. And what they were trying to do is railroad me. And Sincere... Sorry, I had to have my lawyer write you an AHA, a cease and desist, but that was the only way I was going to shut that shit down. You know, and, you know, you've made some comments, you said some things, and there's a lot I can say about you. But I'm still going to give you a little bit of grace and mercy, but what I will tell you is that we do know your real name. Move on. Oh, well, that's another thing to bring up, Kim, because mm-hmm. um, this was a this was something else that you know that we were uh, knowledgeable about at the time. There was a um, a member of her board named Morgan Dexter, and right. then a, a pseudonym that is taken from Dexter Morgan, the serial killer uh, of the uh, of you know um, the the serial killer from the the books and the theories about Dexter Morgan. Uh, you know, it's it was that type of stuff, you know, having these anonymous folks, you know, these folks that, you know, we don't have, you know, we, we don't know who they are clearly and stuff like that. That was one of the reasons why you didn't want to join the board. Remember? Right. Um, because, right. you know, th- those, those situations provide, um, Legal liab- uh, opportunities for legal liability. Exactly. You know? So I mean, it's it, it was some of those poor decision making things that came up early on in the you know when she was setting up her bylaws. Like some of you guys don't know, like Kim and I were there. We were around right. in the you know what I mean when the when this was being formed. Yeah, right? well, her and Ben. So we went to a we saw we saw they- some of the early missteps. You know what I mean? Right. And Kim tried, you know, on her, for her part to, you know, to dissuade um, Mandy from certain actions and things like that. And some of those things might have been listened to, others maybe not. You know what I mean? But there were a number of missteps that um, that made it untenable for Kim and myself to want to work with someone like Mandisha. Um, right. Because... You know that would that would you know put putting working with her in, in under those circumstances would make us liable for certain things, and we weren't going to do that. And 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 when you see people making poor decisions like that, 
it, it sticks with you. It sticks yep. with you. And um and I mean and 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 and, and I'm glad it stuck with us because now we see where we are. You know, misappropriation of funds, hoarding money, you know, um, you know fraud. going to um you know, fraud and, you know, going to Magic City instead of giving the children science books, you know. Recidivism programs that, you know, don't that never appear, you know. They appear and then disappear. I mean, I, I have a I, I was just looking at a screenshot today because um Kim and I have a, a, a number of receipts between us. <laughs> right. Right. I have a, I have a screenshot of someone in Mandisa's circle bragging about all of the the programs and things that are planned for the year twenty fifteen. We're in twenty twenty three. None of that shit has manifested. There's not right. a picture. There's not a there's not a, a, a prospectus. There's not a a, a a what do you call it? Um a budget, you know what I mean? Right. Um a a, a report anywhere that you can find that shows that any any money whatsoever was put towards any of these programs going all the way back mm-hmm. to 2015. Right. Right. Not one. Not one. Not and, one. you know, and the whole thing, like I said, you know, we let it play itself out. We watched. It took a while for this to happen, but we knew that you all wouldn't believe us. So we just sat back and watched it, and this happened when we had no input in any of this. She did this to herself, and then I'm going to say one more thing to Ms. Crutchfield. Um, you know, outside of, you know, she can thank Kiro and Donald for the lawsuit. Um, the statute of limitations has passed, but your lawyer made two major mistakes in which you could have sued them and, and get back all of your attorney fees. I'm not going to tell you what they did. Why? Because I don't want to. Well, so that's I think that. that just about covers covers what I wanted to cover from out of those documents. So if there's anything yeah. you would like to discuss, then um, I'm open to discussing that for the next few minutes. But yeah, that's mainly what I wanted to cover. Oh, yeah. No, I think I'm going to start writing that damn story and change the names and move on, you know, since they, <laughs> stole a lot of, since they stole a lot of our material and all of that, you know. And, and like I said, you know, look at some of these blogs, and it's like eerily the same as my show. As a matter of fact, that guy, Pete, Peter Mosley, he copied mm-hmm. my pod. He just transcribed the damn thing when I was talking about what was happening in Ferguson. And that's the reason why mm-hmm. I blocked him. I unblocked him, but he's not the only one. And I just find mm-hmm. it interesting. I used to get mad and offended, but I probably should be happy because in retrospect, we pushed this community. We basically kicked up enough dust to make them write statements about being not racist and supporting these people because they were afraid, you know. But then you have the white atheist feminist that did, you know, typical white woman shit and was trying to take it over. They were also trying to take over the social justice. But once me and Raina broke off, well, you know, surprise, 
surprise, surprise, ain't nobody got blogs to do. Or they're very boring blogs. Or they're scared because it was another lawsuit that was, you know, launched. And for those of you who were trying to call my lawsuit a slap suit, no, it wasn't. You know, um, when under my old um, Facebook profile, there is, you know, an inbox message between me and Bria in which we agreed that we were doing everything 50-50. So we were doing that together, but I was doing the majority of the work, and then Bria disappeared. She ghosted me, and I think she was ready for me or waiting for me to walk away, and it didn't happen. I worked too hard to put all that together for her to pull that kind of stunt, and I'm not sorry about that either. No one stole anything, but go ahead. If you that's what you want to say, Bria, Say it. Say it out in public. And that's the same so narrative that the Hebrews tried to use against you, too. You know? We didn't steal anything. But. Exactly. And that's why I say Donald invited Mandy down to, to, to Houston talking about the chapter. So Sativa and Donald were trying to build that, that, that particular narrative, which was a fucking false narrative. And the thing, you know, and it's, it, you know that hurt me. That the three of them, you know, did this shit, but I think Sakivu, well, as a matter of fact, I know for a fact that I was not the first one to talk to Sakivu about Mandisa NBN. It's gotten back to me, several other people talked to her before I even came around. And so, knowing that, I know she knows about what happened with me and Mandy as well as me and Bria, and I can't help but to believe that she deliberately targeted me, knowing that all she wanted was for me to create that platform so she can push me out and do whatever. Because, you know, the thing is, is that, because, you know, like I said, I'm still laughing at her response to my attorney, to the cease and desist, but, you know, between Sativa and Donald, they barely know how to turn a computer on and off, maybe put in a jump drive and take it out. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, say what you will. I don't care. Because if it was really their proof of concept, their project, why was it they did not duplicate it and get the same results that we did? It's because it was not theirs and they did not understand it. And then... All right, Kim. Let's, so, let's, let's girl, finish out the show by coming up with some with some titles for some for some movies or some some books. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that would actually, be really entertaining from this from this part. I was gonna. I'll start. I was gonna say. Well, now this one involves another individual, right? But I'm gonna involve them in it too, because there's a there's you know there's some financial you know lack of financial transparency there too, but. I was going to say from science cubed to asses clapped. Well, I mean, girl, you know, science cubed, you know, asses clapped. Maybe they're trying to demonstrate methane. You know, I don't know, girl. Maybe you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I was also thinking about um, from, let's see, what's it? Um, Oh, I just had it. I just had it. Um, it's, um, script strippers, oh, sex party strippers mm-hmm. and scandal, the Mandisa Thomas story. <laughs> On that note, 
I'm going to tell y'all. <laughs> Read Raina's article, They Knew. And, you know, if you want, let's just take two minutes to discuss that last paragraph where you were talking about a restart, a remix, starting over, starting now, moving forward, doing something positive, because that's something that we're getting ready to do. We're going to be rolling out a project either by the end of February or the beginning of March, but it will not be atheist-centered. Or the end of March, maybe, might be more tenable. We'll see. Yeah, we'll work that out. Yeah, and so, you know, we pivoted from atheism to social justice on purpose because at that point in time, I felt that it was an exercise in futility trying to to be an influence in the atheist community. You like stealing our shit, but you didn't like us as people. So, you know, we stopped giving you material. We were too inconvenient because we were criticizing the people that they were trying to prop up. You know what I mean? Right. And and we weren't oh. saying that you couldn't prop those people up. We're just we're just calling on those people to be better. And I mean, they they might have felt that we weren't doing it appropriately, but I mean, you know, that I mean, what we were supposed to do bow and genuflect and say please pretty please? What the fuck? Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, and also there's a reason why you would people over and over at these conferences and again, sex cult Sex cult, sex cult. So mm-hmm. there you go, my people. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely, um, yeah, I definitely admit that last paragraph, though. I mean, you know, there is room to make this community better if, if people really desire to do so. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's opportunities to discuss what accountability looks like and what kind of world we really want to to build, right? Right. Um, there is so much, I think, of the atheist um, organizing for too long has been about scoring points against religious people. But right. what, whose lives are we improving by doing that? You know what I mean? Right. Um, you right. know, it's, it's been so much about, like, making space of our, for ourselves to shit on people. And to make ourselves, you know, to, 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 it's, it's really been a white supremacist project. Let's just be real about it, right? Exactly. I want to be able to walk in a room and offend as many people as I want to offend. It's the Dave exactly. Chappelle, you know, uh, Fox News, MAGA hat wearing, CPAC, you know, attending, sort of yep. firebrand atheism, Dave Silverman, you know, let me, you know, run around with my cock out kind of bullshit. You know right. what I mean? Yep. And, um, and and that's basically been what it is. Let's shit on the black church. Let's shit on black people. Let's talk about how stupid black people are for following white Jesus. When, right. you, know, when you know as a black person, if you're a black person who has a black experience, because let's just be real about it, not every black person has a black experience. Right. Right. If you're a black person who has any experience in the black community, you know that black people aren't going home to worship a white Jesus in mass. Right. We haven't done that in ages. Right. Now, now there are some, there are some that still do, but for the most part, we don't. Part right. black people have moved on from that. Okay. Yep. So that's not that's not the issue, right? 
Right. The issue is you asking um, Black people to turn away from this white supremacist religion that you're saying um, you're saying that they're following and that isn't making their lives any better. And you're asking them to follow this white secular religion that isn't making their lives any better. You know what I mean? Well, it's not only white secularism, it's white nationalism, and it's also white supremacy. Right. Because all of that well, is And so is the white, and so is the Christianity. You know what I mean? But exactly. at least over there, at least over there, right. in, the Christ, in the Christianity sector, whether it's a, a white supremacist Christian space or not, you can, right. you can find services. You right. can find, you know, they, you know, maybe not all the time, but, you know, maybe you can get a blanket. Maybe you can get a hot right. meal. You right. know? Exactly. Exactly. What maybe is the atheist community you know? offering? When, when, when black men are killed in the street by, by white cops, what does, what does the atheist community have to say about it? Right. Right. Not a goddamn thing because it ain't got shit to do with them having fun, them partying, and, and, and all of that stuff. And like I said, it's not everybody. And I also want to make sure that I also say when I talk about these large white atheist organizations, I'm not pointing a finger at all of them. Now, I got some people in these tags. But just because I have the name of your organ is tagged, that does not mean I'm talking about you. I tag you so that you can listen because I don't know if you all have read within that Google Drive, but I sure as hell tweeted it. So go on Twitter. You can go to People of Color Beyond Faith, Black Free Thinkers Facebook page. Go to my page, my Facebook page. It's out there, and what I will say is the whole time I've been doing any type of work within this community, I've been transparent. But one thing I will make clear now, as I did then, my life is not up for public consumption, and I don't owe you that. And I am not going to trauma bond with you. I don't have the time or the patience for that. See, what y'all don't realize, y'all want to point at me like I'm like this monster. You know, and, and it's funny because Raina and I talked about this earlier. Raina is worse than me, but Raina has tact. I don't have tact anymore. I don't have time to have tact. I'm just going to stop you in your boots and keep it moving. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> well, it's true. So anyway, I mean, honey, it's not, I, mean I didn't. Did I say anything? I laughed. I didn't say you, there were no lies detected. There was no lies told. I'm just exactly no lies so were told. So yeah, child. Anyway, we're down to our last one minute, but I would like you all to reach out to Raina and congratulate her, Doctor Rose. She finished. Thank you. She did it. I cried like a proud mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know that. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. And I want to thank Jen, too, because Jen's been our rock as well. Thanks, you know? Jen. And, uh, we love yes, you. Honey, we love you, baby. We really do. So, you know, some people will take issue with this show, fine. If you want to inbox me, fine, whatever. But I want to say one more thing to Bria. 
all of that could have been avoided had you just reached out and called me. And the reason why the reason why um, I'm saying that is because I never wanted it to be that way. So anyway, thanks for calling, boy. We're listening in. This is Black Free Thinkers. We are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself. Yes, we are Black Free Thinkers, but live we for are yourself. Not the Don't live for Mandy. Right, 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 right. You know, Kanye and Candace can have men. She, she's more their speed any damn way. Anyway, y'all, take it easy, y'all. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 